0: Okay, you guys all know Sherry Hogue, She has been at Gracie Van since the very beginning of Gracie Van. Yeah. And she has um, spent a lot of time in her life mentoring other women. And she brought with her, someone that I've known, I think since high school, being involved in Young Life together, Natalie Thomas-Meyer, and they're going to come and talk to us about what their mentoring relationship looks like and what we hope that it can be like for you too. All right, come on
1: up. Now, did Jason want to move that uh, microphone or I
0: get to get so. It? Are y'all okay. standing or well, y'all sitting? Well, if y'all we can we're do
1: using you. the microphone, Jason asked us if we would stand. Okay but I'm not sure. It's up to you guys. Okay. The microphone, yes, we're using. Right, well, good. He said it there, so I'm going to discuss Okay. Discuss what he did. okay.
0: Um,
1: okay. I, this is just an incredible joy for me to be here, and I, I appreciate y'all um, having me. And this is my dear, dear friend, Natalie Thomas Meyer. And so um, what, I, I've got just a few points, and then I'm going to bring Natalie into the discussion. But what is so sweet about um, us? is that we have been together for 22 years. And that is, it gives me chill bumps. She's adding me into my readers. So, So, um, because this is the beginning day, I thought I would start off with the question of what is mentoring. Um, My first experience in a mentoring relationship with her began in 1996. I was 35 years old.
0: Some of girls not born
1: yet. Yeah, I know. I don't think y'all, a <laughs> lot of y'all were not even born. So. Um, I did not consider myself wise or any kind of mentor, and to be honest, I really didn't even know what mentoring was. It was kind of a new term on the Christian forefront. It, 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 like when journaling came out, people would say, do you journal? And I'm not sure what that even is or means because we didn't really know at that time. It was just this kind of this buzzword, and that's sort of like how mentoring was. It was a new term, but this was two years before Google was invented, and so there was little <laughs> access. Uh, yeah, yeah, blowing up right now. Little access to easy information gathering. Um, so as I said, my first mentoring relationship was with my beautiful friend Natalie. I was thirty-five, and she was a college student. She didn't attend Gracie Van, but she did attend our Singles Ministry. At the time, it was called Club Savory, y'all. Some of y'all may have heard that, yeah. And Jim Umloff, believe it or not, was the leader of our Singles Ministry at the time. And he approached me one day with a request that I meet and get to know this girl named Natalie Hutchins. Her little brother, Ben, um, had just actually recently been killed in a car wreck, a train wreck, and uh, it was a difficult time. And at that time, just the God's Perfect Time, our Ladies Bible Study was doing a study here called Why Bad Things Happen to Good People. And I was co-leading the group at that time, and it was perfect because I invited Natalie. I said, why don't you come? And that is how we got started. And then not long after that, I guess Jim Umloff told Clay Yance, he was another staff member, because Clay Yance approached me about getting to know another recent University of Memphis grad named Ashley Nichols. So we began a discipling relationship as well. And I will tell you that for me I quickly realized that getting started was the hardest part. Um, I didn't really know how to get started. And since we're getting started here today, I thought, well maybe that's some of y'all too. So, how do you get started in a mentoring relationship? The truth was I didn't really know. I had read no books and I had no training. And as a mentor, I would say that I think the best way to begin is if you can determine what the person is that you're mentoring, what they're looking for in your relationship. Sometimes they'll tell you a specific thing. Um, And sometimes they're just looking for spiritual growth and accountability. Sometimes just a a sane person to talk to. Um, So I, I came up with a list of five questions that I would ask in our first meetings together that would guide us in knowing where to begin. And I thought I might share these with you. I have copies if you're interested in these. Don't feel like you gotta you know write them down because I did copy these. But the first question was, um, what is your greatest struggle in life right now? Or what is, what is your greatest need in life right now? The second question was, what is your greatest source of joy? or the most satisfying aspect of your life. The third question was, what is the biggest challenge in your spiritual growth? The fourth question was, if you could, <laughs> I don't know where I got this one. I must have read it somewhere. If you could ask God for anything, what would it be? And the fifth one was, what do you wish you had known in the beginning of your faith that you know now? And I found that these are kind of, these are kind of thought-provoking questions so what what I found was most helpful is I would usually send these questions to my person in the beginning before we ever got together and say hey when we meet up let's talk about these five questions I would share my answers and she would share her answers but sometimes it, it take it would take you a while to kind of think about your answers and I found that it was a little more productive if I sent them ahead of time of our first meeting and then when we got together usually from these answers we could feel our way into what area do we do we want to begin with and that was kind of helpful to me so i thought i might share that maybe that would be helpful to you um, okay some of the tools that i've used in my mentoring relationships um, there have been a few book studies has been a big one um, like like bible studies a lot of times um, Many topics. Um, we've done marriage, Reformed theology, Catholicism. I had one girl that I was mentoring that was that was in love with a Catholic guy, and we didn't know what to do about it. So we'd spent a whole year uh, reading about Catholicism, and I have to tell you the coolest thing. We converted that boy to Protestant, and they got married. And I, we laugh about the kindness of the Lord because he was such a... It was so precious to watch God work, because we learned, we met with some staff members at this church about Catholicism, our heads exploded on how to, you know, what to do, and um, and it was really a sweet thing to watch the Lord work on this man's heart as we prayed for him, and anyway, that was sweet, they go to Second Presbyterian Church right now. Um, we we uh, we've done studies on being a woman of God, on prayer, on anxiety, uh, just many many topics. Um, sometimes I make the suggestion, sometimes she makes the suggestion, and it just it has been a, a good tool. Uh, the second thing I did, I have done successfully, and I just wanted to share this with you, was um, this little tool that I created out of the simpleness of my mind, the Psalm study, because I found that many people. The, the number three question about the greatest challenge of your spiritual growth, many, many of us say prayer, our prayer life. And um, it was kind of funny. The men in our, in our church did a praying through the psalms this summer, and I, I laughed because I thought, hey, I did that. I created this little bitty psalm schedule, and it's a six-and-a-half-month state where you, where you read through the psalms. And then you did three things. You said, what can I learn about God, ways to praise God, and then what we would do is we would, we would pray the psalm back to God. We would write our prayer down, which would, I, that helps me keep my mind focused. And um, we didn't get together every day, like the psalm, you know, you read a psalm every day, but we would find that, like, let's say we got together every two weeks. Um, we would pick one or two that had really ministered to us, and we would share that. that was, so that was a cool thing. The third thing that um, that has been fun was scripture memorization. Um, one year, some folks here at Gracie Van embarked on memorizing the entire book of Philippians. Is anybody involved in that? Wow. All right. Well, I don't know whose bright idea that was. <laughs> but Ashley and I were involved in a mentoring relationship at the time, so we began um, memorizing the entire book of Philippians. I, I don't remember any of it now, but at the time, <laughs> we did that. Um, so scripture memorization is also, um, you know, that's, that's a real weak area in my spiritual life, and maybe yours too, and so having, having that, doing that together is good. But the last thing is our gift, is life sharing and prayer. And this has been the foundation that, of the relationship that Natalie and I have shared for 22 years um we've never really done a formal study together but we have lived a lot of life together over 22 years seasons of singleness and finding a mate new marriage infertility adoption family illness and a list of living life in 22 years and our relationship has involved has evolved into such a sweet friendship and um And I told her the other day, I said, i gleaned just as much from you as you could ever glean from me. So I tell her that all the time. So at this point, I wanted to ask some questions of her and let y'all hear from this side of a mentoring relationship. So, my beautiful friend. Uh, Why is a mentor relationship important
0: to you? the flattery? She always makes me feel pretty. <laughs> 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 Look <at her. laughs> um, I know Sally Hamm. I'm here from Young Life years ago, and I, when I graduated high school, got asked to move to New York for a little while, and my Young Life leader had told me, when you go, three things. Find an older woman to mentor you, be in the Word, and find a Bible preaching church. So those were three things that were instilled when I was a senior in high school. So that was something when I lived there that I sought out And the Lord just kind of walked without me even speaking, showing up at church and was approached by the um, college director there. Um, So that's something that God kind of carved in me. And then I had a pastor friend that had told me years ago, kind of, you all may have heard this before, but a Paul, a Barnabas, and a Timothy. Paul is someone that's pouring into you. A Barnabas is somebody you can walk shoulder with, your girlfriends, you know, babies together, those kind of of stage-of-life friends. And then um, a Timothy is someone you're pouring into. And just kind of that um, overflow of the heart, I guess. It keeps, I don't know, it brings a lot of vitality in life by being able to be poured into, to be able to be used, to be able to be poured out. So those are really important aspects of its importance.
1: And what she just said, I think, is so key. And I I see that in y'all today because you're here. You recognize what Natalie recognized was the value of, a mentoring relationship, and, and so um, I, applaud, I applaud you for seeking it out and, and getting involved in that. Um, and also, I think you could see right away how open Natalie's heart was to that relationship, and so that, I think that's key too. So, all right. Uh, what do you think a mentoring relationship, why is that
0: important for believers? I mean, you just said, like, just showing up. I mean, that's the biggest, hardest part. Getting out of your house, getting your kid dressed, with clothes on, having your bra on, under your clothes. <laughs> <I'm> here, <so. laughs> that's all. Um, I think God designed us just like the Trinity. We're designed to be communal beings. And we're not designed to be alone. We just saw this play in New York, um, Dear Evan Hansen. It's, we're always tapping on the glass. And it's just a reminder. We're designed to be next to each other, shoulder to shoulder. Christ came. Got money with us, he wasn't far off and lofty, but um, it's a good reminder to just be together and walk together. Satan definitely works better in that alone space, Mm -hmm. Um, so it it is a breath of fresh air to have somebody alongside you to speak truth or even just to validate, well, that stinks or that's hard, or right. So, that has been a huge part of our our relationship, or hey, we see the Bible in a year, (laughs) yeah, as you were showing us. Oh, yeah. But just a reminder. What do you
1: think leads to a good match in a, in a mentoring relationship?
0: I've had different types of matches, and I, it, I think it's important to remember every one of us brings different things to the table. Some people are more quiet, timid, and introverted, and I've still met with them, and I'm really um, intense at times. <laughs> I've been told by my husband. Um, so I think just being open-minded and knowing that person across from me is created in the image of God and they have things to bring to the table, just as you do. Um, I think we devalue ourselves a lot as women, and I think to be able to to own. God made me unique, and I have gifts to bring. Um, and I think stepping into the age of readers is kind of a nice spot <laughs> okay, well, here's what I have and here's what I'm bringing um, and being able to step into that with each other. Very, very true. Okay, what was important to you from our mentoring relationship? I think that just being able to walk hand in hand and authenticate life together. Um, so much of it is, like we said earlier, just showing up together, um, having a uh, open mind, open heart, to be able to receive truth. Um, just as iron sharpens iron, the Scripture talks about, she stepped on my toes sometimes. I know she's really sweet. Being did to receive that and you know, go, she loves me, and she means that in an um, effort to keep my eyes pointed on the Lord. And I'm needing my toes to stepped on sometimes. Um, um, and I think, too, just being able to um, Recognize mentorship is a two-way street. Um, Sherry was always very authentic, very vulnerable with me. I didn't feel like I was just, and then she would be not. I think um, relationships are give and take, and um, I think sometimes we come with the expectation of give me, um, rather than it's a give and a take. Um, so I feel like that was a huge gift to me of just you being able to go, hey, this is where I'm struggling early. Um, and being able to own your stuff, I think that's um, a perpetual challenge. Because in the world, have it together, get it all together, and we're all in this <laughs> on the hands out. And just being able to, you um, know, we all start, we all hurt, we all have different weaknesses and strengths. So um, being able to encourage each other in way So yeah. yeah, that
1: that to me for Natalie, she touched on this was. Um, she was, you know, some people teachable spirit is not that I'm some great teacher, but Natalie just had that that teachable spirit. You know, like she was never afraid to be honest, and she was never afraid to say I'm struggling here or I'm hurting here or um, and sometimes I would throw things out at her, and she would say I don't agree with that at all. You know, <laughs> and that's cool. I, you know, I sometimes I'm thinking, well, maybe, you know what, maybe that's, let's look at this biblically again, or let's rethink this, or let's really be praying about this, because I don't want to, I don't want to tell you something that might, um, might not be good, a good thing for you, you know, but Natalie was just always loving and forgiving if I, like she said, if I ever said something that might have been harsh or might have, she might have felt like was, um, uh. Not invasive, but maybe, you know what I'm saying? But Natalie just, you can hear, you can hear the sweetness of her soul. And um, so that, um, I don't know, I think that's um, that's such an important part. It's, it's just like what she said, you know that the person that you're with, their intentions are good. You know, so it, it's, it's like living with any relationship for an extended period of time. There's just got to be forgiveness and grace, just a just a, a measure of grace poured out. And Natalie is a great pourer of grace. So I think that might be another thing that led to the success of our friendship for so many years. Just a grace person. You know.
0: And I think scripture too. Just pointing each other to scripture. Because I think it's so easy to get in. All of us are allotted a certain amount of common sense. Some more than others. <laughs> I haven't seen people either have book sense or common sense. And if you meet somebody that has both, let me know. <laughs> um, but I think just being able to direct each other back to Scripture and what does the Bible say about this or what does God have to say about this. Because um, His Word is the only book that has yeah. to be living and active and, and teaching each other mm-hmm. to go back to His Word and look at it and search. and He always shows up. So I think that was the biggest gift. We asked Him to show up and He showed up. Yeah. And he's good to His promises. He is thankful.
1: But anyway, 22 years is just a sweet, sweet, sweet friendship for somebody that God just dropped into my life one day. Um, but we did want to, we both, when we got together to talk about this, we both wanted to make sure that we pointed this out. We said, we don't want to give you a social media picture of everything is perfect and you and your notori, and you and your will always live happily ever after, because sometimes personalities just don't click, and... That's okay, and we wanted to make sure that, mm-hmm. we, that we reiterated that to everybody because if, if maybe you're matched up with someone and, and you don't feel that connection and it doesn't come, there's nothing wrong with you or her. It's just some, some no. personalities don't go together so well. Um, I, I, and I wanted to give you a couple of examples because we just didn't want you to sit in your chairs and if things weren't going swimmingly think, well, we're not sharing Natalie, so something must be wrong with us. That is not the case. Uh, one time, I had a girl approach me right after our church service and asked me to disciple her, and we tried for a couple of years, and we just could never get on the same page with our uh, our views of God and our views of the Christian life, and um, it, it just that one just didn't take off, you know? And I remember one time, we, uh, several years ago, we had a program here called Spiritual Mothering. You remember that one, Sal? And I was paired with a younger woman that was in a, a devastatingly hard time in life, a, 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 a marriage that was on the rocks and getting battered by the waves. You know that video when they can't get that kind of a marriage? They were battling with infertility and it was it was so she was she was in such a low place. And we spent two years together and we never could move an inch in any area of her life or her struggle or anything. And um and it it, it was such when you, when, when you look at Natalie and me and you think okay yeah there's a mentor relationship win, this was a mentor relationship fail her marriage failed and our, and our friendship ultimately failed we just we just could not move we were we were like encased in quicksand and um, and I, I, I don't want to be discouraging but I just wanted to say if you find yourself like that you know the, the saying, If you don't like where you are, you're not a tree. Move. You know, if you find yourself like that, it's okay. You know, you're not, there's nothing wrong with either one of you. You just amicably amicably move to a better fit. That's all. So we wanted to wrap that up so that you didn't have a false sense of what um, a mentoring relationship looks like and um, that we both said that we think that God will bring the people that you need for both of you, you know, just like God just brought her to me and me to her, and I think that God will do that. Um, when, we, when we pray with an open heart and and seek him and ask him for these relationships, I believe God will give them to us because he is a perfect relationship. So
0: um, that's, that's it. recognizing, too, just that there's seasons. Like, they say the average friendship lasts two years. And if you want to commit to your friends longer than that, that's a choice and it takes a lot of work. Um, I feel the gift of relationship when you're with that person that it just is easy, that is a gift. And hold on to those. But um, since Lewis talked about that moment when you, a friendship is kindled and it's that like, me too, not the movement. <laughs> that, um, I thought I was the only one and I thought I was the only one. And so coming to a place where you can break things down together and, um, yeah. So just know, (laughs) I had a mentor that wore heels, and she loved poodles, and I think dogs are okay and great. I have boxers, but she walked around on her heels, and the poodles followed, and I don't remember. We learned to make wreaths together. So they're (laughs) situational. But, I don't know, the hope is to draw your eyes oh, to the Lord, and that has been a blessing of walking with you, and I hope for y'all, too, to be able to walk with each other and kind of lift your chin up to the Lord, so. That's
1: awesome, my friend. Do y'all have any questions for us?
0: <laughs> All right. I think I'm quiet. Yeah. I'm, this is 45, that's what I'm saying, and you guys are like, they don't know what that means. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much you. for letting us thank come. Thank
0: you, guys. Open. I appreciate you sharing I have oh, a happy gift oh my goodness, each of you. Thank, thank you all thank you. so much.